I'm Dave Cauley, investigative journalist and host of the podcast, Cold. Don't miss Cold's new Season 3, where I look into the unsolved disappearance of Cherie Warren, a woman last seen leaving her job at a Salt Lake City office in 1985. Police cast suspicion on Cherie's estranged husband and boyfriend, but never made any arrests or recovered Cherie's remains. Find Cold Season 3, The Search for Cherie, anywhere you get your podcasts. Inside Sources. Inside Sources. Inside Sources. Where KSL offers Utah deeper insights on the news. Host Boyd Matheson divides rage from reason and elevates the conversation on issues crucial to our community. On KSL News Radio 102.7 FM and 1160 AM. Welcome back to Inside Sources. This is Scott Simpson and Taylor Morgan filling in for Boyd Matheson. Uh, Inside Sources is a 1 to 3 p.m. every weekday show and. We're rounding third on our way to home here as, as <laughs> topics go. Uh, you know, there's been a lot of discussion about the decline in faith in uh, different strata of the population, but particularly around the youth. And what does that mean? You know, it's, part of it's about the cause, but there's also some effects that people are very interested in discussing. And uh, very recently, uh, Taylor, there was the International Religious Freedom Summit where this discussion came up. Yeah, and this is one of uh, many questions that I have for our guest, and I'll introduce that guest in just a moment, Scott. But first, I want to start off with asking you, Scott, how often do you go to church? I go to church. Are you talking about how much time do I spend in a church? Uh, Just your religious participation. I I, I go to—I actively serve in my church. I— yeah, I, I go every week. Uh, that's how I would describe okay. it. Okay, yeah. yeah. Okay, Bishop Simpson goes to church every week. I guess it sounds like he has <laughs> no. to. Yeah. I My participation is still, I would say, regular, but perhaps less frequent. This is one of the questions that I have for our guest, is the difference between uh, diminishing faith and maybe diminishing participation or attendance at church or in a faith uh, organization. Daniel Cox is now joining the show to kind of talk about some recent statements, comments he made about this issue. Daniel Cox is a senior fellow in polling and public opinion at the American Enterprise Institute. Daniel, welcome to the show, and I guess I'll ask you as well, how often do you go to church? Uh, well, it's great to be here. and uh, <laughs> Not to I put you on the spot. Folks... Yeah, no, no, not, not a problem at all. So, you know, I'm a researcher, so I don't you know, typically put myself front and center. <laughs> okay, um, okay. Am, we'll let you off the hook. You know, my, my experiences are similar to many Gen Zers and millennials who weren't raised religious. Uh, my family wasn't religious. I wasn't raised outside um, uh, formal worship services and, and membership in a religious community, and I've remained so. Um, yeah. And that's actually the pattern we're seeing among young people today, that it's not just people, you know, leaving in droves or being pushed out. It's that a lot of them are raised in um, nominally religious households, and that kind of sets their trajectory for their life. So, what do you what do you think is the reason for that? I mean, I, there's a lot of conversation around this, but can you point to like specifics? Yeah, I mean, like so many things, there's not one proximate cause for this, right? There's a lot of things that are happening, but there's a couple things that I think are worth mentioning. Uh, one of the things we did in this really large poll where we focused on the sort of unique really religious experiences of Generation Z, we asked questions not just about 
how often you participated in worship services, how often did you pray or say grace, uh, you know, at, at family mealtimes. We actually asked folks, how often do you eat together as a family? Hmm. And one of the real significant changes in, in American family life is that young people are being raised in households where they don't regularly have, have dinners together. Wow. Um, just a quick number comparison, among baby boomers, three-quarters said they, they had dinner with their family every night growing up. Among Gen Z, it was a quarter. So the, the, the way we spend time together uh, as families uh, is really, really different. It seems that this transfer, Daniel, of tradition when in my day, uh, which— We've been, yeah, I'm, I'm older, but in in my day, tra- tradition was handed sort of vertically to me, like it came from my parents and grandparents, and it it seems like with the way communication occurs today, is a much more horizontal transfer of tradition, or at least the horizontal forces are very powerful, much more powerful than they used to be. Do you see that uh, having an impact here? Yeah, I mean, like. If you want to talk about horizontal in terms of peers and peer influence, that, that is always important. Uh, young people, particularly when you get to you know teen years, gravitate towards their peers uh, in terms of looking for uh, answers to problems or struggles. You know that, we, that those are the years where we often sort of like move, often move away from our parents as primary sources uh, of, of information and and you know, knowledge about trends and, and how to deal with uh, different situations. Um, that you know, that's been true throughout. But one of the things that's really unique about you know both the millennial generation and Gen Z is they, if you ask them on surveys, do you have a close relationship with your parents? Most of them say yes. Uh, in fact, one of the things that cell phones have done is allowed for much more regular contact between young people and their parents. Ah, yeah. Uh, so it it really is sort of shifts in I think parenting priorities. If you look at the way parents are kind of allocating their time and what they want for their children, a lot of what's being emphasized is uh, sort of achievement. So, uh, you know, signing your kid up for art classes or music lessons, um, getting in them in the right sports camp or sports team. Uh, you know, I have plenty of neighbors who have, you know, teenage kids, and they're spending all weekend doing travel leagues and spending the whole day uh, at their kid's ball game. But that's, that comes at, at a cost, right? Like all yeah. this time and energy building up sort of resumes and experiences uh, is, is not time spent in the community, uh, spent at your neighbor's house, uh, spent you know, volunteering at your local church or, or congregation. This is so interesting uh, to me, uh, Daniel. We're, we're speaking here with Daniel Cox, a senior fellow in polling and public opinion at the American Enterprise Institute, about a new survey uh, that they conducted uh, regarding uh, the diminishing faith among young people in our country. And, and uh, Daniel, you pointed out the priority of achievement over community that a lot of parents are placing now on how they spend uh, or how they influence their children. And our, our parents, our kids these days, I guess, so busy or so involved in these activities, these achievement-focused activities or organizations, that they're missing out on some of these uh, perhaps larger spiritual conversations or instructions from parents? Is that what you're getting at? Yeah, I mean, I think that that entire side of it is has been downplayed, and, and not universally, but but you do see it among uh, particularly middle middle uh, class and upper middle class families. 
And it's not just about, uh, I think, how we're spending time. It's how we're kind of communicating values. So if you look at, and this is kind of uh, a funny, quirky, uh, you know, bit of information, but it's actually relevant. If you look at uh, how we're naming kids now, it used to be a generation ago, parents would pick names that would help their kids fit in. So what what names are popular? Ah. Uh, And that's what you'd see in the Social Social Security Administration data. Now parents are prioritizing names that are unique so their their kid can stand out uh, and be recognized for being different. So you're getting really unique names. Uh, But but a lot of this is being internalized by young people who – are, are understanding like, wow, to get ahead in life, you know, to be happy, I need to stand out. I need to be different. I need to be an influencer, not an influencee. Daniel Cox, Senior Fellow in Polling and Public Opinion at American Enterprise Institute, telling us, uh, you know, this is a very intense um, issue that uh, is going to have some effect on our society going forward. Yes. Thank you, Daniel. After the break, stay with us because we are going to be joined by Rob Entz, Executive Director of the Utah Commission on Aging, to provide some very important tips and warnings for older Utahns. Coming up, stay with us. It's the story of an American held in a dark Venezuelan prison. Then all of a sudden, they all kind of lined up. They pointed their guns at me. And this is the point where I thought, I'm going to die today. I'm Becky Bruce. I spent a year working on Hope in Darkness, which now has more than 2 million downloads. Find it on kslpodcast.com or wherever you listen to podcasts.